I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. But like I say, man, always said it. It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. Hi, I'm Tamika. And today we have a very special guest. We have Cameo Pearson, and she's going to be talking with us today. We're going to have just a quick conversation. I know we've been talking to you guys about multi-level marketing and sort of getting into the ins and outs of what it, that's all about. And Cameo, who's somebody who's had plenty of experience. So you can introduce yourself, Cameo, to everyone. Hello, hello, Seedless Watermelon fam. How's everyone doing? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Tamika and Al, for the invitation onto the show. I am super, super excited. So I definitely want to say that first. Um, And my name is Cameo. I am a paparazzi accessories independent consultant. And uh, basically, we share fashionable $5 jewelry. Okay. How long have you been doing, um, or how long have you been in multi-level marketing? Because I know that although you do paparazzi, you've been doing some form of this, um, I think, since uh, since I've known you in uh, FYI, everybody, I've known Cameo since college days. So um, how long have you actually been in the multi-level marketing game? Oh, my goodness. It's been so long. Um, I have been in multi-level marketing on and off since I was 18 years old, if you can believe it. Oh, wow. Since I was 18 years old, yep. And um, the opportunity, as they happen to come across, you know, um, as it ha- as it usually happens, you know, someone was in uh, that particular company. Con- you know, we just happened to meet while I was out and about, and I just decided to start a business. And um, that was my very first taste of network marketing. I sold high-quality knives, Okay. If you can believe that, yes, and I still have some to this day. <laughs> <laughs> those are some good. Those are some damn good knives if they've they lasted are that long. Good. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so and and so, let me ask you this: uh, You mentioned that you've been doing it since you were eighteen. So, um, just kind of give our viewers an idea of: Have you always been selling the same thing? Uh, what different products have you sold over the years? Um, over the years, I've been a part of, uh, this is my fifth network marketing company, actually. Mm-hmm. But I have sold uh, knives. I've sold skincare. I've sold pampering products. I've sold, um, and I've sold candles. And so now I sell jewelry. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I've done a little bit about, a little bit of everything. I kind of dabbled in health and wellness, but not, not too much. And can you tell our, uh, our viewers, just giving us a breakdown, we've been going over this or trying to understand and make sure we get them to understand, what's the difference between multi-level marketing, direct marketing, network marketing? Are they all the same thing or is it just umbrella words that kind of cover all of the same thing? How, what, what is which? Yeah, and that's a good question because I always use MLM and network marketing the same and I didn't know that there was a difference. So perhaps you could help us out a little bit, Cameo. Okay. I Well, you know what? I'm going to do my best based on what I understand it to be, because over the years, I'm sure this has gotten like all convoluted and everything. So it's all under um, direct sales, right? So every uh, network marketing company is a also a direct sales company. However, every direct sales company is not a multi- multi-level marketing company. Okay. Okay. And I use multi-level marketing and network marketing interchangeably. Cool. Okay. But a lot of times people will use direct sales and multi-level marketing interchangeably. And I don't think that's correct because you can have direct sales and just do the product to directly to the consumer or the product to the business, right? Direct, direct sales, right? When you get into multi-level marketing, the 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 great thing about that the adding the added component is that you not only get paid on what you do with your retail sales, 
but you also get paid off of the efforts should you choose to grow a team. Mm. Um, so that is the difference. Direct sales, you do not have to grow a team. There's there's no team aspect to it. Multi-level marketing, network marketing, uh, there's a team aspect to it. Some people might disagree. That's how I understand. Okay. Can you give us an example of, just so we get more clarity on that, can you give us a couple of examples of direct marketing companies versus multi-level marketing companies? What would be a good example of a direct marketing company? Um, A direct marketing company. I, well, you know, I honestly, I don't know the ins and outs of, of all companies. Um, but I would say, like, if you decided to own a... Um, if you decided to start a baking company and you bake cakes and you know, and so you just sell you, I buy a cake from you, Al buys a cake from you. To me, that's like direct selling, direct sales, right? Okay. Sales directly. There's no middleman. There's no like manufacturer and things like that is directly to you. You know what I'm saying? And okay. also uh, relationships is a, is a big part of it too, where you get um, it's, uh, it's relational. It's very heavy on relationships. People are buying from you because they know, like, and trust you. You know, so there is definitely more of of a of a rapport built in in direct sales and network marketing. Okay, yeah, you tasted my cakes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, if I took that, so now if you bake that cake and I buy that cake from you, that transaction is over. You know what I mean? Uh, but if if you bake the cake and and I also said, hey, I want to bake cakes, too. And you show me how to bake cakes. And now I can bake my own cakes and get my own customers. You know, you get a percentage of that. So therein lies the whole network marketing thing. OK, so um, one of the questions that I have is that, um, you know, uh, you hear when you hear about network marketing or MLMs, you know, we've talked about using those two terms interchangeably. Um, there's been a little bit of controversy behind it because a lot of people hear that and they automatically think pyramid scheme. So um, what's your take on, first of all, what, what's the difference between a pyramid scheme and MLM? I've sort of done the research myself, but I kind of want our viewers to hear it from somebody who is you know, in the game and actually doing this and has some success in this whole network marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Um- I believe that a pyramid scheme, first of all, a pyramid scheme, pyramid schemes are illegal. Okay, yes. let's get that out of the way. Correct. They are yes, illegal. they are. All right. Um, a pyramid scheme is basically you are, um, at the end of the day, a period, if a company is a pyramid scheme, there is no product or either maybe they're not pushing a product. So pyramid schemes are based solely on recruiting. Right. You mm-hmm. get, I get, you know, I recruit you, you recruit, you recruit, you recruit. And um, and commissions are made and bonuses and all of these things, incentives, but there's no actual product being pushed. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, a, a company, uh, a network marketing company has to make sure that they have a viable product. An actual, like So it, it should be with a network marketing company, if you choose to never have a team at all, you the, the structure should be set up where you can be successful without a team. Okay. So that's so purely optional. Yeah, having a team is optional. If you want leadership and you want the residual income, you can opt to be a leader. But if but if there is no option to sell or if that's not something that's at the forefront of the company for whatever reason, um, and they just focus on recruiting, then you start um, towing the line of it being a pyramid scheme. Mm. Okay, so, so from what we've heard, one is illegal, the other one isn't. And this one, a product is being sold when we're dealing with network marketing versus a pyramid scheme where there is no product. Right, right. So it's kind of like a weird like Ponzi scheme, so to speak, if you can kind of like abstractly think of it, you know, yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's no there's there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's no buying of selling of goods. It's just getting people on board. <laughs> and so over the years, I know you've um, mo- mostly sold uh, products. Is that something that if someone was interested in getting into this and we'll get a little more into that in a minute with you. But if they were interested in getting into this. Is it a concern if you're being told to sell a service or does that matter at all? You're being told to sell like legal services or some type of services that aren't necessarily a tangible product. Should a person be concerned if they're approached about it? Oh, no, absolutely not. Because there are network marketing companies that um, that sell life insurance. 
that sell um, energy. Um, so it does not have to be a tangible product. Um, but as long as the system is still the same, you're still buying something, getting something in return. And, um, and you can bring people along for the journey if you want to be a leader. So physical products versus a service, there's, there's no difference. Um, net, a network market, marketing company can have both. Mm. So, um, you know, a lot of we're a finance show. Um, what we do is we present, you know, a lot of our listeners with um, I don't want to say financial advice, but we talk about various financial topics. And we had a show a while ago talking about side hustles or things that other people can do. And it sounds like network marketing is a possible opportunity. And that's kind of why we wanted to you know, have a show covering this topic and talking to you. So from a financial perspective, a financial incentive, what are some of the biggest financial incentives that someone could enjoy or expect if they decide to go this route? Uh, let's see. Oh, it runs the gamut. And uh, speaking uh, in general, uh, not just my the company that I'm a part of, but speaking in general, um, there are companies that give away uh, that, that allow you to earn cars, vacations, mm. um, uh, cash money. Um, you can earn, <laughs> right? Wow, cars and cash money. This yeah. just sounded <laughs> cash money. They give you those real big, or they give you those real big checks. You know, blow them up real big. Yeah. Um, you can earn. I mean, just jewelry and trophies and all types of things. Okay. Wow. And so yeah, some it's of the really awesome. That you're talking about. I mean, they sound enticing, and I know that for you know a lot of our listeners, and it varies um, the age of people that listen to us. But um, some of those things can sound really attractive, and I'm I'm guessing when you're approached by someone, you you know that that's laid out to you when you find out, hey, you could be selling this, or you should get with my team, or any of those things. What kind of people are you normally looking to recruit? Is it just a if you are building a team, if you are encouraged within your um, company to sort of build out a team to be more successful, you choose to be a leader. Um, and it does vary. Uh, we've heard people say that, you know, it's a choice. Some people have said that it's encouraged, extremely encouraged. Um, mm -hmm. that they What type of person are you normally looking to promote this to? Can anybody jump into this? Does it need to be a certain type of person? Do they have to have a certain type of motivation? <clears throat> uh, so... Pretty much any, anybody can join a network marketing company. You don't have to be college educated. You can come, you can come off the street. You can come, you can be a successful doctor, lawyer and do network marketing. You know, uh, you can be, you know, straight out of high school and do network marketing. So the, the thing that so many people have been involved in network marketing or either know someone that's been a part of network marketing because there's a very low barrier to entry. You can mm. come as you are. And the only thing that you need to bring with you is the is the fact that you want more out of life. Whatever more looks like for you, that's what you need to bring to the table. Everything else can be taught. You just have to have the desire to succeed. And then um, you want to align yourself with a company that you, number one, uh, above all else, believe in the products. Right. And then number two, you have to believe in the company and the vision of the company and where it's going. OK. Um, all right. It, so it has a low. Speaking of the barrier of entry, um, you said it has a low barrier of entry. And it certainly sounds that way. There are no you don't have to go to college or have an extensive amount of experience in the network marketing game to get in it. But um, I have to say, I've been to a few uh, network marketing meetings. And one of the things that I've noticed um, is that there's usually some level of startup cost. For instance, I'm not going to say the company because I don't want us to get in trouble, but this particular company was um, the product was coffee and the entry was to pay. I think it was about it was they were tiers. They were five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars and fifteen hundred dollars. Now, for someone who is, let's say, straight out of high school, grew up in an inner city environment where there isn't really a lot of money available to them. That may seem like a big barrier of entry. So mm -hmm. is the is from an industry perspective, is there anything being done to sort of lower those barriers of entries in terms of cost? 
Mm-mm, that's a good question. Um, now, every again, it, the, the companies that are out there, they just run the gamut. There are hundreds of them, thousands of them. Uh, so I, I, I'm not going to speak to each com- uh, com- company. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, startup costs can range from free to thousands of dollars. Wow. It just really, yeah, it just really depends on the company. So while some, it may, the, the, the lowest is 500 um, some are $99. I started my business with nine for $99, you know, mm. uh, some are, are nothing, or then there's different specials and stuff that those companies can have. Uh, so it really does go from like zero, like free to, you know, thousands of dollars. It just depends on the, the actual business that you want to join. Ah, okay. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, the various packages and everything, and all the companies are different. So, I guess if somebody really wants to get involved in this, they'll have to find the right company, um, which is, you know, which may have a lower barrier of entry, but they also have to be someone, like you said, that believes in the company and believes in the product that's being sold. So, those are three sort of just characteristics we identified right there that kind of makes it, you know, Something that if a person is serious about doing this, that they're going to have to really sit down and do some research and really figure out what company works for them. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's why I'm so glad to be talking on this podcast, because it is absolutely encouraged for people to do their research about these network marketing companies uh, so that they can make an educated decision. This is a viable business. This is a real business that you're starting and you would not open up a McDonald's and do absolutely no research just because somebody came up to you on the street. You know what I mean? (laughs) You have to do your research just like, just like, you know, with anything else. Um, So absolutely. Absolutely. And I always say too, um, in regards to the, the initial buy-in, it's either you're, you're financially capable or your level of desire is high, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we always have money for the things we want to do. You know what I mean? That, that's so, true. Right. So you might financially have the ability and it's no problem. But even if you don't, I encourage people, listen, if this is, no, that, you know, um, if this is something that you really want to do, then, you know, See what see what you can do. You know, I have people on my team who have who have sold um, sold things to buy their starter kit, borrowed the money or whatever, and and things of that nature. Now, by no means do I suggest doing any of that. <laughs> that is what <laughs> they decided to do. Let your viewers know. I did not say to do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, because there's been some controversy surrounding that. You know, okay. um, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. there's been. And we've definitely like encountered that um, specifically not naming again any names, but a particular company that was in a lot of hot water, I believe still is um, with many other people. This was also a direct sales, multi-level marketing company, very grew to be very large uh, selling clothing. And people were in fact going into massive debt to mm-hmm. uh, maintain inventory. They were not being sent things that were of good quality. Um mm-hmm. And I know people oftentimes, you know, back, piggybacking on what you said about, um, you know, having a desire over the financial part. And one of the things we try to encourage people to do is to be smart financially. Um, do you uh, maybe is there sort of a there's a controversy around the idea of having the desire to want to do it, but may not having, you know, the resources and people right. putting them into debt and, you know, crippling debt and troubling debt, working mm-hmm. a second job. And then maybe not doing so well in the game and then ultimately being left with debt and products they can't use or sell. So mm-hmm, what is mm-hmm. like take on that? Um, number one, uh, you should never be pushed into a network marketing business venture or any business venture. OK, um, I know that our in my industry, I represent my industry. We get a bad rep because people know someone who was pushy, who was spamming. You know, they didn't know you and they said, hey, you want to make a million dollars with me? You know what I mean? And that is not how you are supposed to do it. (laughs) You are supposed to (laughs) genuinely, you know, you cannot be in this industry and not actually care about people. Right. It can't be about the money. You actually have to care about people. You, you, that's why it's so important to believe in the product first. You know what I mean? Because you know that this product is awesome. I want to share it with you. You know, if you love it that much, you know, join me on this business journey. You know what I mean? There should be no pushing. Okay. That's first of all. 
second of all, um, people kind of get blindsided by the glitz and the glam and, you know, oh, you know, by, by the empty promises, you know, that you are not supposed to do. People should not be doing this, you know. So if someone wants to join and, and they can't pay their bills and you're spouting, oh, you can go on free vacations and stuff like that, then the person is going to be so excited right this is when they're 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 inspired so their motivation is going to kick up right they're starting a business they have no idea what they're doing you know they have to train you know mm-hmm. um and learn different skills and things like that and then they're watching everybody else who maybe they've had they have the level of success that they're trying to get to right so basically they're comparing their chapter one to that person's chapter 30 right that person in chapter 30, maybe she bringing in forty, fifty thousand dollars a month and can purchase the things that she's asking you to purchase, possibly. So you go out and you're like, well, I want to be like her. I want to have what <laughs> she has and do what she does, you know. And so, OK, she says she's been two thousand dollars on inventory. That's what I'm going to do, you know, and then people go into debt. Well, hold up. Let's let's take some steps back here because you are an adult. You are an entire adult. Yeah. Okay. This is a professional business venture. Why would you go and spend $2,000 that you don't have because of such and such of so-and-so of whatever, right? Without a plan. Okay. Now you can certainly have the money, put it up, invest in your business, right? I absolutely believe you have to invest in your next level. Okay. But let's, let's, let's get back to making adult decisions, the uh, financial re- financially responsible decisions okay and and really respect it for what it is and people don't do that they want to go from nothing they think oh i'm gonna buy this starter kit that's 99 dollars, and i'm gonna be a millionaire in two weeks <laughs> that is the whole problem with that that's why network marketing is such a bad rep right because you guys have heard it right yeah we have oh, i mean join and make five thousand dollars by the weekend you know what i mean and yeah. people are like, yeah, I have a negative balance in my bank account. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, or they desire more. So some people, you know, really, it comes down to, in my opinion, okay, it's either a lack of training. Um, for the most part, I believe it's a lack of training because this business is so uh, like cookie cutter, you know, monkey see, monkey do kind of thing, right? You, it's, it's very easy to model successful people, right? Basically, you do what they do, copy the right cat, right? But the issue becomes um, that if it's bad information, it's, it's getting trickled down. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? That's, so, that's really what it is. So if, if, is there any sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say regulatory body, but it seems like if the industry is getting a bad rep from people who are giving out poor training and poor advice um, to new recruits and these recruits are failing at high rates, is there anything being done about this to say, hey, look, you know, this person needs to know not to give bad advice. I mean, when you go see an accountant or whatever the case is, most people want to talk to a CPA and they want to talk to somebody who's certified or they want to talk to somebody who um, has a reputation of one being you know, professional in the industry, know what they're doing and know how to give you the correct advice. So is there anything being done about this problem? Because like you said, it's kind of pervasive and it's really affecting the industry in a negative way. And some of the research that we've also found has been where some of these recruitment efforts target communities that many of us care about, poor communities, yeah. yes. communities minority communities. And in fact, I do know one of the larger companies in this game got tapped on that a while ago for specifically sort of hunting over the um, Latina X Spanish community. Um mm-hmm. And sort of going, you know, hard there um, with many people who are on the lower income realm. So what things do you think could be put in place to sort of, you know, be a caution to people in these communities who may not have maybe, um, you know, a language barrier or the education? Oftentimes, however, when you see people recruiting them, they look like them. Mm -hmm, They send people of color into communities of color. They send people that are Spanish speaking or other languages into those communities. And so they relate and connect. Like you said, they, they marry you, they see you and go, I want to do what she's doing. I want to be in a better financial place. 
Right. That's a really good question. Um, to my knowledge, um, I, I don't know about any governing body for network marketing. I know of associations and I know of top coaches um, in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be if you don't know what you don't know, it's challenging. It's going to be challenging. Right. Because you don't know what to look for. This is a brand new industry. You know, I kind of learned as I go, as I went along. Um, I certainly used to make all the mistakes because you whoever is teaching you, that's what you teach others, you know, and that used to work back in the day, you know, when people were, you know, having um, uh, let's just say kitchen product parties (laughs) at their home or skincare parties at their home. And, you know, it was more with the home parties and the word of mouth and all of that, you know, but we're in the age of social media now, you know what I'm saying? We have access to, you know, thousands of people. So you really do um, have to, to act accordingly and treat people like people, you know, so there's no governing body, but at the end of the day, if you feel like you're being pushy, if you feel like this is too much, um, it probably is. You know, if they say, hey, when you go to the grocery store, talk to talk to people who are in a three foot radius. That was a huge thing. Right. That I've heard over the years that I've been in the industry, you know, talk to everybody in the three foot radius, you know, um, that might depending on where you're at, that might be OK, you know, but you know, scope out the scene first. You know, I mean, if you had the if you had a restaurant, you may not want to be going to people's table talking about some, hey, take a look at my opportunity. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so um you just have to do your research. Do your research, do your due diligence before see when you fill out that application, there's that, there's that, there's that link there that says policy and procedures. The fine okay? print, as I the like to say on print. our show. Read exactly. the fine print. Read the fine print. Yes, you have. Yes, when you uh, sign up for these companies, you have to give your social security card, social security number. This is business. You know what I mean? It's serious. Take it seriously. I always tell people who want to join my team: um, you work your business as if you paid a million, do- as if you paid a million dollars for it. You know what I mean? So you can value it. Okay, so, so let's uh, let's shift to that for a second. Uh, talk about recruitment, like the whole recruitment thing. So, what can a person? reasonably because we just talked about unrealistic expectations people see somebody successful and they want to be that immediately but in reality what can a person who's interested in getting into network marketing reasonably expect to make their first year on average not i mean we know everybody's different everybody's level of desire and hustle is different but on average from what you've seen and you've been in this industry a long time what what can a person expect to make their first year if they make anything at all? Oh, now that's a loaded question, Al. Honestly, and I'm I'm not going to be able to answer that question because okay. I mean I respect that. I mean, it's so many companies out there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. somebody selling skincare versus somebody selling a cell phone plan or life insurance. You know what I mean? It just it really is apples to um, oranges. Um, so I I say this, I simply say this, you get out of it what you put into it, just like with anything else, right? And I definitely want to make sure that I say I do not make any income claims um, about anything, okay? Because you get out of it what you put into it, okay? It's based on your efforts. It really is. Just like anything. If it was a brick and mortar store, you know what I mean? It's based on your efforts yeah. in order to make it successful, you know? Her success is different from her success. My success is different from your success. Your definition of success is different. You know what I mean? So it's it's just so many things. But um, you know, if someone wanted to wanted to join this industry, I would first identify something that you're interested in. You know, uh, a product line or something, something that you tried or whatever. Um, and when you fall in love with the product or service. And then you take a look at that compensation plan or speak to someone about it. Ask a ton of questions. Okay. Mm. No question is too stupid, too silly. Ask a ton of questions. I don't care if it's free to join, you know, or it's $5,000 to join. Ask questions. Mm, Exactly. For sure. Do you notice that? And I've looked over quite a few of the compensation plans. Some are very upfront. And then some I've noticed they're very tiny. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of them specific wording in that fine print is normally not all the time but it can be hidden mm-hmm. notice that you know i think that's one of the things we try to get our um as al said it's a you know 
<clears throat> consistent um, refrain from him is read the fine print because so many people, when I notice in some of these packages, the fine print is where you really see the numbers on what you can actually make, you know, uh, with the amount of consultants they have. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes I feel like that information is a bit hidden from people. And I know it varies company to company, but that part is not pushed as, as much up front to say, hey, out of this, you know, 400 people, you might actually make this, or the 1% of this actually makes the top tier. When we're talking about the Cadillac and the Escalades and the vacations and the trips, the, the amount of people have you found are really slim to the amount of people that actually maybe sellers. So let's say in a, a company of 3,000 consultants, you really only ever see maybe 300 people or less actually getting those prizes, those gifts, those things. Right. And I'm going to say this. It's not successful people versus non-successful people when it comes to network marketing. Okay. It's not who's making the money and who's not making the money. Right. It's who did the work on a consistent basis, who's not doing the work on a consistent basis, right? If you look at it from that standpoint, because yes, if you look at the numbers, like, oh, less than 3% make anything or whatever, that's like statistically, I guess, all over. You know what I mean? But if you really look at who is putting in the work on a consistent basis, right? The numbers are very, very low. That is why um, there is a lot of turnover in this industry, right? Because because it's a low barrier of entry and because you don't need to come to the table with any prior knowledge or expertise. Um, you have to overcome hurdles or, or no, I'm not going to say hurdles. You have to um, be willing to learn about communication, about marketing, mm. about social media, You know what I mean? You have to be willing to learn about leadership. You know what I mean? How to run a Zoom meeting, you know, how to use Facebook Live, how to uh, get things written off on your taxes. You know, that was was actually one of my next questions about the taxes. But go ahead. Yeah. So you have to learn anything now. Now, network marketing is a very simple structure, right? Is it easy? No. Do people quit all the time? Yes. But you have to be willing to do the work. If you're able to spend $49, $99 on a starter kit, how easy is it going to be for you to say, you know what? I gave it a try for two days. Um, it's not working. I'm not, I didn't make my money back. Are you going to, you're not going to be, you know, struggling if you decide to quit, are you? Because you did not invest a lot. That's true. You know what I mean? And so people, um, what I find is that a lot of people, they they want to feel good. Everybody <laughs> wants to say they're a business owner, right? They want to feel good, you know? And, and that's great. And we do that too. We have a great, you know, family type atmosphere in, in the business or my team and all of that, you know, but at the end of the day, it is a business. You know, and you could be by yourself and be successful at this business. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need <laughs> to talk to a sponsor or an upline or anything to be successful. You know what I mean? But we have, you know, that's there for you. So I think it's not on paper. I feel the number is so low of people who are making money is because they're not doing the work. The compensation plan is there, right? Are you doing the work? If I told you, if I told you, you know, hey, why don't you, um, you know, book three parties by Saturday? You know what I mean? You can do it or not. You know what I mean? Um, I I love this book, The Slight Edge, um, where he goes, it's easy to do, easy not to do. That's the problem with network marketing. It's easy to do. It's also easy not to do. I can, you know, I can work my business or I can watch Netflix. I paid $99 to start. You know what I mean? Who, who, who's watching me? You know, I work a full-time job. I have that men- uh, employee mentality, right? No one's beating, over me, beating me overhead about, um, you know, selling this skincare. I do what I want. I'm a business owner. You know what I mean? No, you have to do the work. Schedule the time out. And that I think I think that is what separates the successful for the un, from the unsuccessful. So you feel like it's pretty much like any other business. Um, it really is because I've started a business from the ground up. 
You know what I mean? And I've been in network marketing as well, where the structure is already there. You know, I actually, I, I actually prefer network marketing to having a, a like a brick and mortar business or business I have to start because I don't have to worry about all the intricate details. But anyways, um, it's the same hustle. It's the same hustle. But you know, but sometimes I guess it's it's packaged up in this nice little bow. Um, and the card on the front says, you know, here's your road to success. You know what I mean? And so you unwrap that gift and you just, you don't do anything with it. A lot of people don't do anything with it because is it, because people are entitled. Some people are entitled. I'm going to just say what it is. Can I be real? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be real. Be honest. People are, they, they're entitled. They want something for nothing. You know, if they do something for one month, they want huge returns. That's not how business is. Mm. You know what I mean? I invest $99 in this business, but I treated it like a business for the last five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to I I do it when I feel like it or I don't even most people don't even know that I sell this or whatever. You know, you cannot do that because if you paid a million dollars, you know, for your business, you would make sure you're, you're there, wouldn't you? You would do the work, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. You could spend ninety nine dollars at the mall. You could spend ninety nine dollars at the dollar store, and you, you know what I mean. Y'all. There's been plenty of brunches where she showed up looking like Mr. T with that jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna learn today? You gonna learn today? Wow. Yeah, I do. Well, you, mm-hmm. you you got like fifty gold chains on. <laughs> I do not. She is exaggerating. <laughs> I have a reasonable amount. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is, people lack hustle. People lack hustle and follow through. Mm. Wow. Okay. I mean, well, you know that that's honesty for you there. Uh, <laughs> I can only be honest. I can only be honest. No, and, and, and we do appreciate that. We do appreciate that. Um, sticking to recruitment for a minute here. Um, so here's the thing. Um, we, we talked about recruitment, the barriers of entry earlier, recruitment and things like that can happen at the high school, college level. You said you got involved in this, you know, in college is when you first got involved in network marketing. But nowadays, with, you know, advances in technology and everything else, a gig economy has emerged. Um, a lot of college students do Uber, they do DoorDash, they do Lyft, they do all of these things. Instacart's another one. So when you're re- have you ever ran into issues where you're trying to recruit someone and they say, eh, no thanks, I can make $100 in three hours of doing Instacart or Uber? Like, has that had an impact on your ability to recruit new people into this business? No, not at all. Because um, what helps me is I switch how I think about it. I share this business opportunity with people, right? I I don't recruit, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it is recruiting. However, I'm talking about my mind, my mind frame around it, right? I am sharing this opportunity with you. It is up to you to accept it or reject it. Okay, I'm not here to convince you. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not here to do any of that. Okay, I always (laughs) say I lay it out. I lay it out so you can play it out. You know what I mean? So if I say here is this, you know, hey, you know what? I think you'd be really good at this or you seem to love these products so much. Have you ever thought about, you know, selling it or whatever? And I say it just as casual as that. And they're like, no, I want to do Uber Eats or DoorDash or something like that. Okay, that's fine. I'm here if you have any questions. So you're, you know what I mean? Your approach is more conversational. It is conversational. I don't say, well, well, we're better than them or, well, uh, put us to the test and try it out, you know, and if you don't make more money and, you know, I guarantee it. And you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) No, I don't do any of that. You know, my job is simply to share it to you. I want to know if you're open to at least even hearing about it. And if you're not open, there's no uh, there's no use for us to have a conversation. I'm not going to keep beating down your door about it. And just to piggyback off of something Al just asked and, and keep it in with the conversation around technology. How has technology changed the multi-level marketing game? Obviously before. And I need to know who this person is in college that recruited you. Um, <laughs> no, 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 this was out of high school. This was out of high school, actually. Oh, oh out of high school. Okay, I thought it was I thought it was college. I'm sorry. 
No. But, uh, <laughs> let me find out. I know who that is. But um, wait a minute. Her name wasn't Tamika. It wasn't Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. But um, I do know that you know technology has been a, a game changer for many industries, not just this one. But I know you know it's it's a long way from somebody tapping you on a minute saying, "Brother, let me talk to you for a few minutes. Let me tell you about this opportunity." <laughs> let me highlight you for my a experience with it. But I know technology has changed the way about how you meet, how you introduce people to your product, even how you promote the product. What are some of the ways that technology has sort of changed this game? Yeah, well, you know, um, technology, I'm going to speak to social media specifically, um, it's helped and it's hurt the industry as a whole, right? It's helped because never before have we had access to so many people from the comfort of your home, cell phone, whatever, you know? Um, back in the day with, and maybe still, I don't, I don't know, with some network marketing companies, I'm going to say back in the day. Back in the day, it used to be um, hotel meetings. You have to come to the hotel, you know, you, you do the meetings there. Now I, we can have a Zoom meeting, right? You can have hundreds of people on a Zoom call. Or instead of doing a home party, I can do a, a, a Facebook live party and you can host your party online. Mm. Um, I have plenty of people on my team. I've never met them in person. I met them online. So I have a team all across the uh, team members all across the country some of them I've never met in person because of the power of social media. So you basically, you have access to so many access to so many more people than you do. If you were just pounding the pavement locally, trying to get people to come to a meeting or, or doing home parties. And there's nothing wrong with those tactics, but I'm just saying social media has really allowed us to really get out there and impact more people. Um, the downside of that is that people kind of feel, um, you know, they kind of feel uh, a little bit, I don't know if the word is safer or whatever, behind a screen, behind their keyboard. And so this is where I'm going to speak to the spamming. You know, it's easy to go ahead and type something when that person is not in front of your face. You know, it's easy to say, let me hop into our DMs and say, hey, can you join my team? I know you don't know me. You know what I mean? I'm a complete stranger, but hey, you want to join my team? Easy to do that on, you know, just popping out, what, you know, 50 of those every day on Facebook, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're not going to go up to 50 people in person and do that. People think you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and plus you're going to be super tired. You know what I mean? But it's easy to knock those out. You know what I mean? It's, that's not the right tactic. But, you know, so that's when the whole spammy thing, you know, and I always like to address spamming because, you know, I want to say here for once and for all, Network marketers do not need to spam people. Okay, that is not network marketers. That is not the way to do it. Do not spam people. Does that include the emails I get from you in my inbox? Wow. Absolutely not. Those that's privileged information. You know what I mean. So first of all, anything I send you is special, and you need to keep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talking about um, some of the down parts about it. Um, what about, you know, we are talking about sales, essentially. We're talking about, um, you know, something that can vary, you know, your income. If somebody's thinking about doing this, and let's say I've had a few up years, um, and again, we're always talking about financial responsibility with our listeners and, you know, trying to figure out the way, even if you're doing side income, you know, you have people that are like, hey, I think I can do this full time. Um, I know that you have at times been full time, but then you've also been employed full time, with a, a, you know, a nine to five, and then you've been doing this know separately or together what would be advice if you are thinking about let's say you've already been in this multi-market level game and you want to be doing okay and now you think you can take this full time what kind of questions should you be asking yourself what kind of ideas should you be thinking about because essentially like any market sales may not be up that year you see mm -hmm. real estate agents who are having the time of their life right now who we know maybe in the next couple of years the market may not be as great so mm -hmm. how can um someone sort of vet that idea about, okay, I'm thinking about doing this full-time. What can they expect as far as like, doing this as a full-time job where this is how they get their income? Yeah, well, number one, um, that is definitely not a decision that you should make lightly or on a whim. That is a business decision, okay? So be clear for anybody who's thinking like, oh, you know, I'm just going to quit my job and live that laptop lifestyle and hang out at the beach all day. You know, um, no, no. Keep your job. 
please. please. <laughs> um, that's just that's just not how it works. Um, so if you want to quit your job, make a plan for it. You know, does your business bring in? Uh, does your business profit? enough for you to live comfortably every month, you know, and your business needs to show needs to show a profit for a reasonable enough time so that you can tell so that you can see trends in consistency. You know what I mean? If you made a lot of money one month and got low the next month and it's up and down, you know, you need to figure out, okay, what's the average, you know, what can I expect to make as a base? You know what I mean? Um, You definitely need to have some savings. Um, You need to uh, figure out, you know, where you want to be with your life. You know, do you, any type of changes, you know, do you want to buy a home? Do you want to, um, you know, just really look at your finances. Do you have kids that you need to send to college? You know, is it, you know, so it should be something like, listen, I'm making more at this part-time network marketing business than I'm making at my full-time job, right? The money is consistent. I'm excited about it. So at this point, I feel that, my full-time job is taking me away at this point from making more money with my network marketing company. So when it starts to feel like that, where your full-time job is actually holding you back, you know what I mean? You already, you're already making more at your part-time business than you are at your full-time job. So you have to decide, is this holding me back? Should I go ahead and make this leap? But it should definitely be a calculated move for sure. Mm. Cause you need to have savings. You need to make sure your bills are paid. Uh, you need to make sure your accountant situation looks right. You know all of that stuff. Okay. Wow, that's a yeah. Lot you don't of- you don't just up and quit your job. People would love to do that. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's sort of what they. Some of the events, you know, that I've attended. This is my personal experience. Um, some of the events that I've attended. I mean, that's sort of what they're kind of encouraging people to do. Um, they're saying, you know, it's almost like they're shaming people for having a job. Like, you know, you're, oh my you're, gosh, you're yes, stupid. You're stupid for having a job. You know, why are you working for someone else and yada, yada, yada. And look, I, I get it. A lot of us do want to be entrepreneurs someday and run our own businesses and things like that. But this whole idea, I just think it's ridiculous to tell somebody, just go and quit your job and worry about the rest later. I mean, that's just it bad is. advice. It's bad advice. It's irresponsible. Um, you know, I I feel you know I feel bad for anyone who is shamed, um, who feels that way because uh, I've heard before a job is a, a job is just over broke. That's what yep. it means. Yeah, I've heard that one. You know what I mean? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> however you get your money, boo boo, it's all good. Don't be ashamed of what you do as long as it's legal and ain't hurt nobody. You know what I mean, yeah. um, a job, if you have a job, that's fine. If you have a career, there is nothing wrong with that. See, the problem is, is that you, you know what I mean? I want you to think like I think. And if you think different from that, then, you know, it's stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense. You know, not everybody wants to quit their job. I have people on my team who are good financially. They do this for fun and they still make money. They do it for fun. You know what I mean? Some I have people who who uh, stay at home mom with two three uh, kids, and they just want to have some grown up fun, something that's just for them. You know what I mean? Their husband brings in the money; they're good, but they just want to have something to do. You know what I mean? So people success and why people join and all of these things, people assume it's for the money. It's not always for the money. Mm, wow, that's something you know, I so learned. So if you say so. Yeah. So if you love your career and you love what you do and I say, oh, you just got a job just over broke. You need to join this business that I feel like that's disrespectful. I would never say that. You know what I'm saying? Could you do it in addition to if you wanted to on the side? Absolutely. Some people have a very structured, high stress corporate job and maybe they in their free time, they want to play around with um, makeup or skincare. Or, or, you know, some sort of culinary biz, uh, network marketing company or something. You know, it's a, it's a release from them, for them. You know what I mean? So you, you just never know what people's motivation is. And I don't think that you should disrespect or knock anybody for how they make their money. It's up to them what they want to spend their money on. Mm. I want to touch back on what you talked about, about this being a real business and it's being something to take very seriously. What aspects... Um, do you often find people lack knowledge? And, and I'm saying this from a perspective of us having done this show now, multiple ec- episodes, 
um, you know, close to 20 almost. And Time. Thank you. You <laughs> should have had me on the twentieth show. You should have had me on the twentieth show. Which show it's is only this? for special people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I'm, I'm gonna stay out of this. This is between y'all. Look, you but, can tell how hard that beat, though. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, oftentimes we hear people say, "I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur," but they don't realize the the back end part that goes into it. Like, yes, it is about making your product and selling your product and being proud of it and getting customers, but the paperwork part of it, the taxes, the registering with your city, like this is a home-based business. So this is a, um, you know, a business where you have to get, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, things from the city. Is this one of those types of businesses? You know, is it a situation where you're paying taxes quarterly because this is still self-employment income? How does it, what do you think some of the, the elements about sales and direct marketing sales people miss on that back end, the work required for that? Yeah, um, yeah, that is something that you learn eventually. And I always tell people that this, this industry is, is, a, is very much a earn while you learn opportunity, right? You can get your starter kit and start making money that day, right? Mm-hmm. As your business grows, it is your responsibility to grow also with your business. And, you know, whereas you were making maybe an extra $100 a month at first, well, now you're making, you know, maybe $10,000, $20,000 a month. Okay, so what do you need? You know, maybe you want to get an LLC. Maybe you want, maybe you need an accountant. Well, not maybe, you need an accountant. (laughs) You know, maybe you want to start looking into um, a will, you know, because you can will, I don't know if this is every company, but you can will your business to someone. You know what I mean? Um, So it's earn while you learn. Um, I always tell people, you know, I I have them focus on my my new uh, team members. I have them focus on a few things in the beginning and we grow from there. You know, so it's not overwhelming. So, yes, you know, you can it can it can grow big. There are people in this business who can easily make five hundred thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? Like, no problem. You know, I mean, not no problem. They had to work to get there. But I mean, you know, and then you have people who make an extra couple hundred dollars a month. So should people be tracking this? Like, or is it something where they track your sales for you or you need to be tracking your sales at home, making sure you're getting your information to the IRS, making sure that you're filing your taxes properly so that you get the right things. Do you have to register? Are you underneath them as an independent contractor? Are you underneath them as, or is this like a home-based thing and you have to like declare, how do you normally go about doing that if you're selling one of these products? Uh, well, in the beginning, it's, it's, it's all under you, right? It's under your social security number and all that. I'm going to absolutely preface this by saying I am not an accountant. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure I'm not an accountant. I'm gonna just speak what I know being cameo. Okay, so uh usually typically people start off with it's just everything's under their social security number, you know what I mean? Um and and they start their business and yes, it's a your independent contractor and all of that. Um once you make a certain amount in sales slash bonuses, uh slash commissions, whatever, um, then the company will send you um what is it called? A uh, uh, 1099. 1099. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to make over $600 in a year or something like that in, okay. in bonuses or sales. Okay. So um, you do need to, you um, if you are at the point where you need to pay tax quarterly, absolutely. Yes. That's what you should be doing. Um, if you're just doing this, you know, here and there, you probably don't need like a dedicated account. You know what I mean? Um in my opinion, it just depends on either where you want to be or what your situation is now, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, so you probably start up as an independent contractor if they're sending you a 1099 at the the end. Yeah, of the- if you if you have made over six hundred dollars, I believe that I believe that's the threshold there, the minimum. If you've made over six hundred dollars in bonus com- in, in my company, it's bonus commissions. Now we have a retail aspect as well. Some people you just some companies you just buy on the website, right? But we also have inventory as well. We could opt to have inventory. So those are like cash payments, you know, PayPal or whatever, Square, whatever you want to use. And so yes, we have to keep good records in regards to that. Okay. Hmm. Right. But if it's all online on your company's website or something, then you know, yeah, the 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 transactions are there. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you had to consult with your accountant for further information. H and R block. 
get all right better write hold on to them receipts and uh write everything down <laughs> absolutely absolutely listen anything listen you gotta track what you're doing okay if it did if you don't track it it didn't happen you know what I mean? you how, how is she gonna improve like that's real talk how is she gonna improve if you're not tracking have you felt like um, there's enough diversity in the industry? Um, just from a, a racial standpoint, do you see a lot of at the top layers of success? We just found out about one woman um, the other day, I think of Mary Kay, um, that's highly successful. And yet I'd never heard her name before. But I oh, often, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, as many um, women of color at the top of these uh, companies usually mm-hmm in like the higher end areas when you and you've gone to um you've been successful letting people know you've been successful in this business and been a leader that's been awarded with things and, and gone to conferences uh, you know the company the company that you've worked for have you seen like that changing more um in this era as far as the diversity in the company goes i have um in my company in particular um, there was, when I first joined five years ago, I believe there was like two or three, um, women of, or people of color, um, in the top, the super, super top ranks. Um, uh, but now there, there are a ton, there are a ton and, um, Matt and I, and either the number one or the number two consultant in the whole company is actually, uh, a black woman. Of the entire company. Yeah. Actually a black woman. So I am every year when we have our like annual conventions and stuff, I'm definitely seeing more diversity. I do agree with that. There has not been a ton of diversity in regards to the super successful uh, being people of color. I do think that that's changing, though. Absolutely. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it because it's just going to make more people want to choose this industry as a path to be a part of. Okay. Mm, wow. Okay. So, when are you going to get the car? When am I going to get the car? <laughs> well, the, when I buy it myself, my, my company doesn't give cars. Um, oh, but, come on. Yeah, but um, you know, hey, if you if you earn it and you work hard for it, you know, you can take your money and buy a car. Hello. <laughs> but why would you but why would you why would you want to pay for a car when you could get the car for free for the same work that's true well you know what it depends on the company not every company has yeah. a sense of getting a car yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now i did earn a free trip to the dominican republic all expense paid even oh okay mm-hmm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. all right all right yep. cool all expenses paid trip that ain't and bad it was marvelous and it was such a blessing that i was so grateful for that opportunity it was my first time out of the country my first passport stamp all right cool yeah and so that was really exciting for me well, it couldn't have been too exciting because you came back. I mean, uh, <laughs> came back. I had to come back. I can't stay in paradise forever. <laughs> I had to come back. Yeah. So just in sort of as we're wrapping up the conversation, if you could give us a quick elevator pitch to people who are interested in possibly trying this, possibly getting into this industry, I kind of feel like the um, interview with you have know, been, you know, pretty clear about it, but like a quick elevator pitch, what would you say to somebody who got in the elevator with you? talking to you for, I don't know, five seconds and talk to you about a rough financial time and they're interested in doing this or anything, what would, what would be your encouragement to them? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that if you're open to it, network marketing is definitely a viable business opportunity because not only do you get to get paid off of your efforts, Okay, but if you so choose, you get the opportunity to get paid off of the efforts of uh, other people that you share this opportunity with. And it just grows and grows and grows from there. And I feel like, you know, even though leadership is not mandatory, um, everybody is attracted to that residual income. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. And so network marketing is, is a way for you to make, you know, earn earn money on your own time. Right. Whenever your schedule allows. And it's also an opportunity to show other people and help other people realize their goals and dreams. Um, It's just another it's just another avenue to take, you know, uh, as opposed to the traditional brick and mortar route and um, network marketing. I'm telling you, it's it's definitely the way to go for me. It was a, a no brainer. 
Well, thank you so much, Cam, for uh, joining us. Can you, thank you for uh, just having me? Give people an idea where they can check you out. Give me a social media, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, the name of my company is Paparazzi Accessories. However, my business is called the Fab Five Dollar Jewelry Boutique, and you can find it at www.fabfivedollarjewelry.com. Spell out the number five so you can get where you need to be. I am on Facebook. <laughs> I am on Instagram and I'm just about to get on TikTok, but not yet. <laughs> yeah. So you can find me there. Reach out if you have any questions about what I do or about the industry as a whole. I'm happy to help. Well, thanks for joining us. And Thank uh, you so much, Seedless Watermelon Crew, Tamika and Al. You guys did a fantastic job interviewing me, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we're just trying to be fair to all of our listeners. I was and a little nervous. I was a little nervous because, you know, Tamika is very intimidating. <laughs> very intimidating. To the time when it was all good. The golden era. Golden era.